I was going to set you the challenge to establish some inner objectives rather than outer objectives, would you have any idea what I was meaning by that? If not, then listen on, because our guest on our After Dinner Leadership podcast today is called Gerardo Sagat, and he's a leadership coach, and he previously was the CEO of a global tax consultancy. Grateful for his wit and wisdom that's helped me to understand a little bit more deeply what inner objectives are. And we discuss a lot around inner meaning, inner freedom, inner love, inner certainty. If you want any of those, then please take a listen to Gerardo's insights that will hopefully help you to establish those things more firmly in your life. Now, please remember, there's room around this dinner table for more than just us. So please like, share and pass on this episode to anyone that you think would be interested and inspired by it. And we hope you enjoy this afternoon leadership conversation. So welcome, Gerardo, to the After Dinner Leadership Podcast. We're pleased to have you with us. Hi, Samuel. And for those listening in, whereabouts are you dialing in from today? I'm dialing in from uh, Lugano, southern Switzerland, very close to Italy. Great. Beautiful part of the world and uh, slightly jealous. We were just talking before we started recording that the irony of having an after-dinner leadership conversation based in the UK compared to the culinary excellence that is in the Italian-Swiss border. But uh, anyway, imagine we've had a good uh, a good bowl of pasta and we're going into this conversation now. Perfect. Good, good. Um, one of our traditions is to ask a series of quick-fire questions to our guests fairly early on. One minute and um, short answers are absolutely fine. Are you ready for that? I am uh... Name. Giardo. Night owl or an early riser? Night out. How do you stay motivated? By setting myself goals. What food reminds you of your childhood? Uh, pasta. <laughs> Any particular type? Pasta carbonara. Nice. What is a characteristic you value in other people? Authenticity. Book or podcast? Podcast. Which podcast would you recommend other than this one, of course? <laughs> no, this one. <laughs> this one. This one. Uh, well, you're very generous. Any other, any other recommendations you would give? Yes. A podcast run by a company called Ivy, an American okay. company. Okay. The, I think that the name is the leaders of the world, the best leaders of the world, something like that. Okay, great. I'll look out for that one. I haven't come across that myself, but I'll, I'll search it. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, wonderful. And, uh, and you said you stay motivated with goals. Yes. I expect goals and authenticity are going to be things that come through this conversation. But um, what, what currently is a goal that you're happy to share with us that you are focused on? I'm focusing on maintaining uh, the goals that I've set for myself uh, some time ago. Com yeah. New goals, completely new goals, uh, kind of 10 years ago. And so I'm actually making sure that, you know, I've got them and yes. I manage to, uh, to reach them every day. What was significant about 10 years ago? that you set these goals? Uh, I, well, I completely changed uh, 
I transitioned into a new life, a new professional life. So I spent yeah. uh, 20 years as a founder entrepreneur in the family office industry. Yes. Uh, started with a, you know, in a service office in new Oxford street with one secretary. And then the group became a 400 people operation, 10 offices around the world. So I actually reached the goal that I had when I was small, uh, younger. Yes. And then I said, okay, but what's next? And uh, it was blank, you know, it was empty. And, um, and so, you know, I kind of had, had to color it and set new. So that, that was uh, the important moment. Right. And what was that career shift that you took? I went from being an entrepreneur in a consultancy kind of business. So like a multifamily office. So I was an international tax lawyer. Yes. Uh, and, uh, and then I moved to coaching something completely, completely different. Sure. And how did you arrive at that in your picture that you've created? What made you choose coaching? Uh, I just color it, uh, uh, little by little, you know, yeah. uh, and, uh, uh, I didn't know when I, you know, I had the feeling that I, I had done what I had to do. So I exited my business without knowing what to do. Yes. Uh, and also because I said, okay, I'm, you know, I leave this and then I'm, I'm going to look what I see and, you know, things, uh, <clears throat> I'm a strong believer that things come to you for a reason. Yeah. And therefore I just left it like this. I'll say trusting that something would, uh, the right thing for me would have come out and, and, you know, this is what has happened. So I, I kind of, somebody talked to me about coaching and then, you know, for some strange coincidences, I ended up looking at some things I liked uh, and I requalified. So I actually went to school, back to school. Yep. When I was 45, I requalified as a coach. I spent a year uh, to requalify as a coach and then uh, I liked it. And then, you know, again, uh, it, it was a continuous uh, evolution uh, yes. because uh, I said, okay, I'm coaching. I like it, but what for? And so I, I kind of built a purpose around that and, you know, et cetera. And then and there was an explosion of creativity. So I created lots of things. I like uh, uh, learning by creating. Right. Wonderful. Well, um, I love to find out from each of our guests, what three leadership lessons do you wish you'd learned earlier? What would, what would be the answer to that for you? Oh. Well, the first one, the first one, I'd say, find your why as soon as possible. You know, yes. uh, what happened to me is, well, like to everyone, you grow up, no? And somehow the way that was created for you, you don't always go that direction because there are bad events, because there are, there is education, there are parents, there are schools, there are friends, there are... And these things somehow take you, you know, many times what, from what my experience and what I've seen in a completely different direction. And yes. so my, my, the first lesson is, uh, you know, I wish I had a time. I took a time for myself when I was at university or, you know, just after university 
to actually focus on finding what is my way, you know, yes. what is my, and this, so my suggestion, my lesson is uh, do it as quick as possible, you know, so that you right. are, make sure you are on the right way as soon as possible. First lesson. Good. Good. Second lesson, all three lessons are inner. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Understood. Uh, and, you know, the reason is very simple. I had a very uh, tough uh, childhood. I lost my parents, uh, became orphan when I was 15, uh, lost my dad when I was six. Uh, so it was very difficult. Okay. Yes. And so my life was very much driven by events, okay, external events. Yes. Uh, and so I went in a direction which wasn't mine. So find, uh, number one, find your why. Number two, cultivate self-awareness. Yes. You know, so spend time to look inside yourself and be aware of yourself. Yes. And the third lesson is set inner objectives, not outer objectives. So when I was studying, my idea was I'm going to, you know, be a successful entrepreneur. Uh, build up a nice group, you know, and money, yes. uh, people, success, recognition, power, all these nice things. Okay. And then I did it. And, you know, when I got it, I said, okay, and, and so, <laughs> uh, so instead of setting yourself outcomes, natural outcomes of something else, look for this something else and this something else is inner yes. so today my goals are and i call them the treasures the inner treasures of a leader the goals are inner meaning inner freedom inner love inner certainty those are my four goals wow okay where should we start with those? There's a, there's a treasure trove right there. That's good. All right. I, to, I'm gonna go I to told you, I told you, you didn't have to invite me for dinner. It's going to be a conversation. <laughs> okay. I want to go back to your first point there, which is around finding your why. In fact, all of these feel kind of connected, which is great. Um, and it, so we may drift into the other two quite easily, but find your why, find your way. What's your way? How did you go about doing that? How did you, how did you find your why? What was the uh, method or process that you, you've established for that? I remember when this happened to me, I came across one thing called Ikigai. Do you know that? Yes. Ikigai? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I was kind of reading stuff and I came across uh, uh, this Ikigai. It's just a Japanese concept, uh, like the reason to live, no? Ikigai, yes. the translation is flower, okay? The flower is made of petals, okay? The, this Ikigai is made of four petals. Passions, uh, skills, what you're good at, what you like, what the world needs, and what you can be paid for, okay? Yes. So four petals. And it's a methodology at the center, the pistil, is your wine. Yes. And so I was thinking, okay, my passion, I've, I've done that like myself. Uh, and, uh, and this is how I started getting closer to my why. 
Yes. And then at the same time, uh, uh, you know, it was a coincidence. Uh, I became closer to coaching and I liked that. So, um, you know, there was these two things going parallel. And then at a certain point, they crossed each other. When I started uh, this coaching uh, course, part of the coaching is like coaching yourself. And yes. you say, okay, what are your values? For example, who are you? Who is uh, Gerardo? Okay, yeah. what are your values? What's your identity? Who are you? And why are you in this world? What for? And, and you know, I started to think, say, okay, you know, I have understood nothing okay i thought you know this because of these external events somehow you know i was driving a, a path and i said okay but it's nothing to do you know yes but, um, i like international tax but you know why i like the international tax i didn't like it because of the books i liked it because of it, the creativity you know, yes. you need, there are complex uh, issues, uh, clients here, assets there, and story objectives here, businesses in other country. And then you have to be creative and put together a solution. Okay. So I like that because I'm creative. Yes. And, uh, but, you know, I applied it there, but it was a kind of, uh, you know, I don't know, coincidence. It was uh, because of external events. So here's a question for you. If you've done your Ikagi diagram when you were 20 years old, like the petals. Yes. What difference do you think that would have made? Uh, look, uh, what, uh, what are you good at? No difference. Other than, okay, maybe if I was 20, the list was shorter. Okay, yes. now that I am uh, 53, the list is longer. I've been exposed more. Yes. You know? so, yeah. so I probably know more. So yes. the difference probably would have been that the, the, the content of the petals at 20 years old, maybe were shorter than now at 53. Yes. I, I'm wondering whether that still would have led for you to go down the route of the tax consultancy and the family <laughs> business or whether you would have become a coach sooner or I, okay. I, I'm intrigued. Yeah. So say, say my pistil, yes. okay, the direction was, uh, I don't know, which city you like? I love London. I love, okay, well, say, I love say, say, yeah, say London, London yeah. say London. Yeah. Okay. So the direction was to go to London. Okay. Yes. And I start from Lugano, from Milan, let's say yes. Milan, which is very near. So I have to go from Milan to London. If I'd done it uh, when I was 20, maybe I was going uh, to Amsterdam. Yeah. Okay. And, and then uh, maybe on the way to Amsterdam, I realized now, sorry, maybe I turn left and go a little bit. Uh, okay. But I was walking that direction. I was not going to Naples. Got it. Like yeah. I did. Yes. Okay. That's the difference. Yeah. Okay. It's direction. Okay. Maybe not exactly the straight way to London, but certainly, you know, maybe Amsterdam. Then when I was there, I was going left, maybe visiting Paris. I stopped for a moment because I like Paris, but still on the way to, yeah. And, no? Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think it, I'm, I'm, my questions are just exploring your journey and how you got to those places. I, I think it's, I'm always really intrigued by that. And thank you for sharing it so well. Um, and then, again, you've come up with these four treasures 
of a leader set inner objectives again meaning freedom love certainty um you've touched on them a little bit could you give us a little bit more as to why those are such important um yeah, uh, inner inner objectives okay when i finish my first job i looked at my behavior when i was doing that job okay? yes and i saw many harmful behaviors shouting denying you know postponing delaying ignoring blaming you know things that we all do wearing mask things that i do you will excuse me probably you do everybody does yes, yes every absolutely. leader yeah. does those be you know behaves as those moments okay those behaviors i looked at mine and said okay these are defensive behavior from fears okay so i was trying to build i say okay i need to know what are my ultimate fears okay because i might have fear of no money okay but is that my ultimate fear or why do i have a fear of no money so i started you know continuously asking myself why this behavior why this fear okay and i build up this kind of pyramid to try and get to the these ultimate fears and what i found out uh, that there were four fears at the end you know that i said okay here i stop that when i asked myself why that i couldn't find any answer sure. fear of no meaning of what i do or in my life second fear of loneliness being lonely or ending up alone third fear of dependency from somebody or something and fourth fear of uncertainty you know from those fear those fear have caused all these different other fears and harmful defensive behaviors so i took those four and flipped them from negative to positive meaning love freedom certainty and these i tell you if me you have, you know all different leaders have inner meaning inner love inner freedom inner certainty no more discussions in the office no more wars in the world you know if somebody sure. pushes a button to launch a missile is because of the fear yeah well there's some more people that need this message right now in the world i know that that's for sure could we just push into those a little bit more i'm interested like what do you mean by inner freedom inner freedom means uh, that yourself is enough okay that you are enough so yeah. that you don't actually depend on somebody you live with somebody but you don't depend on somebody or on something Yes. You don't depend look I'm going to give you an example. You know, one of the things that we continuously hear is and and it's correct. You know, as a leader, we need to be positive feedback to people because people need, okay? But hold on a second. You know, yes, positive feedback, but at the end of the day, I'm doing a certain thing. I don't need somebody to tell me, "Ah, you know, the show you are created is fantastic this that uh, no it's enough you know it's in my mind 
and I find enough satisfaction, reason, fulfillment, all this thing, to be independent in the main thing. Yes, there are people who influence my life or who influence me, but not that I'm dependent on. Yeah. So freedom is that thing. Great. It reminds me of Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. Are you familiar with his work? Yes. And lo logo, bit, yeah. logotherapy and, and the likes. And he, he, yeah, he was a, a, um, a prisoner in concentration camp in Auschwitz. And he realized that this kind of inner freedom, as you call it, was, was one of the, they couldn't take, you can't take that away from somebody. You know, you can no. take their, their, um, their possessions, you can put them in a cell, you can take the thing, but I think there was something around them realizing that, you know, you could still own something of yourself in those torturous circumstances, those tragic circumstances, you could still own that sense of being able to have choices, even as a captive. Um, it's a very extreme example, but I think his book, Man's Such a Meaning, is a really good a lesson to us all uh, in how to you know, focus on what you can control rather than what you can't. And that, that's, that's what I link as I hear this phrase, inner freedom, and how you describe it is with some of his work. Yeah. Is it something different to you? I don't necessarily link it to control. Huh? Uh, uh, so I, I kind of see it a little bit wider than simply, you know, what I can control, I can, you know, I care and I do, and what, yes. yes, I also take this principle, you know, in the, in, in the same yeah. way, but I, I kind of see it a little bit wider than simply, uh, simply that. And, and, and I'm going to make you an example of this, even what I cannot control, I build something that makes me feel happy with it. Okay. okay. I'm yeah. saying. Uh, I give I give you this example. Before I, I said this to you, I have, I am convinced, convinced, okay, that what happens to me, or what comes to me, is for my good, okay. When you are convinced of such a thing, it means that whatever comes, you are able to see the positive. And everything, I say everything, okay, is as a positive side. Everything. Yes. Okay? I lost my dad when I was six. Uh, I lost, I didn't have any money. I was organizing parties in clubs, uh, you know, to pay for my university. Uh, I really had difficult, difficult times. And I continued to lose things. Lost my, lost my mom, lost my house, lost my friends. I moved to other places. I don't know, even the way I see these things is I couldn't be here today doing what I'm doing and giving myself a chance to maybe change the world or, or not change the world, but, uh, you know, impact. Okay. Yeah. If, if that is, didn't happen. So, and, you see those people, uh, I think it makes a huge difference when you are in this way, because number one, you have radical positivity, radical positivity. And second, you have radical clarity. And when you say radical clarity means that you become one of those kind of people that has the power of creating magical spaces 
like uh, win-win scenarios. Say yes. you throw yourself into situations uh, that you need to find a solution. There are some guys who are able to find win-win scenarios, even in the most difficult circumstance yes. or impossible to possible, you know? So um, I think that when you have these four things, these four, you know, uh, inner treasures, you have this radical positivity, you have this radical clarity, and you also have radical humanity. Right. Thank you for the further clarification on that. That's really powerful. It's great. Thank you. And now, would your previous employees recognize the Gerardo of today? <laughs> okay, I'm going <laughs> to... That's nice. I say the answer to that question will be yes. Okay. Yes, but I'm going to explain a little bit. I'm going to add sure. a little bit to think. I think uh, many of them uh, had seen at that time signs of this Gerardo. Yeah. Okay. Uh, signs, not uh, a person behaving like this, but signs, yes. Uh, and you, the reason I'm saying this is um, recently I got in contact with a, a very old uh, uh, through LinkedIn and uh, also on the phone uh, a, a girl who used to work for me maybe 30 years ago and she said, you know, even on LinkedIn, she, she said this, something incredible. You know, she said, I am very proud of the human uh, leader you have become today. Yes. You know, and you were a person that you could come and talk to uh, at any time. You were always there and available and you felt like, uh, like if you were a human. You know, yes, oh, something nice. like this. Yeah. So, some signs, I yeah. think. Yes. Yeah, but I guess at the heart of my question is, it feels like you've had this kind of a bit of an epiphany, kind of a, a bit of a transformation. Uh, well, not a bit actually, quite a significant transformation. And I wondered, you know, how much it would differ for those that were working with you, you know, several years ago. And so that's that's a really nice that's a really nice insight. Um, now I I am also intrigued by this phrase I'm I'm enough, and I'd like to just play around with that for a little bit. Would that be okay? Yeah, absolutely. So how do you balance that after, with... after such a nice pasta? You can ask me whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that's the spirit. <laughs> How do you balance that with keeping learning and growing? You know, so one definition of I'm enough is like, I'm finished. I know that's not what you're saying, by the way, but like it could easily interpret it. Well, I don't need to improve anymore. I don't need to work on myself anymore uh, because I'm enough. And uh, it's a little bit like um, people say, like, I think it's also in this space of authenticity. It's like, what? 
what authentic self do we bring? And uh, and does that mean that we don't change? If I'm just going to be who I am, does that mean that I don't have to change or I may not adapt my behaviors, those kind of things? So I'd love to just throw that into the pot and and get your thoughts on that. How do you balance I'm enough with, well, I'm assuming there's a need for growth and a need for change. Uh, <clears throat> I like uh, to give you, uh, I like uh, talking through metaphors. Yes. So I was kind of thinking about the metaphor to explain this now. Uh, what I mean is uh, if you're going on a long journey, okay, you have a rucksack and you know there is enough food to take you to the journey. This is for me, I'm enough. It's yeah. not, oh, I, you know, I want to go there and look and this and looking, you know, in the very stops, I learn this or I go to see, no, you know, it is a continuous growth, a continuous, uh, you know, um, but you know that, uh, and, and you go and, and somehow if that road inspires you, you go that road because you have this rucksack with the food and you know that, you know, it doesn't matter whatever happens you have, not, not only with the food, but you have all the necessary things that are enough for you to go in the direction that you feel you like, uh, inspires you, intrigues you and so on. This is I'm enough for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean I uh, know not grow. I stop here and finish. Thank you very much. By the way, you know, it's a never ending thing. Yeah. I said inner, 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 don't get me wrong. It's not that I have reached uh, inner meaning, inner love, inner certainty. I also shout, uh, delay, put uh, maybe in some circumstances mask, you know, it is an ongoing, uh, but these are principles that inspire me. So in the situation, yeah. in the choices, in the events, in the difficulty, in this, eh, I, these are tools that I have in my hand that I use. Great. And I can feel the passion for them come through very, very clearly. That's great. Um, you also mentioned before we came on air was, was around the show that you're creating. And I'd love it if you could just talk a little bit about that. Um, what What is this show and what's its purpose? Uh, well, when I, when I started coaching, then uh, um, just a little bit afterwards, when I started actually coach clients and so on, I said, okay, coaching is nice. You have an impact on people, but I want to go beyond that okay and so uh, i said okay i want to use coaching as a tool to humanize leaders and organization okay so that's my purpose i want to humanize leadership so <clears throat> and i've got one tool which is coaching and then i said okay but how about adding another tool a, a possibly a powerful one so i said look you know i think that performing arts, arts, somehow I have kind of noticed that uh, these are normally scenarios where people open up. They take the defense, maybe because it's there and not here. Yes. 
Yes. And somehow it is emotional, it touches people, uh, it really is able to get inside. And people yeah. often respond, you know, emotionally. They open up, uh, they express emotions, etc. So I said, okay, I'm going to combine the two and I'm going to, com going to combine performing arts with, with the essence of coaching, the questions, no? <clears throat> and so I created this show, which is called Autism Humans, which is a live show uh, that I feature for corporates, organizations, leadership associations. Uh, and this show is a journey. It is a journey of one and a half hour, a little journey, uh, inside uh, uh, yourself and your, you know, personal individual story. Uh, it's a journey with stops represented by words that are suggested along the way during the show yes. that express our intimate humanity. Okay, so this first version of Autismus, because I foresee new versions, but this first one, uh, there are 10 words. Heart, caress, fragility, soul, blank page, and so on, you know. Yes. Words like this. Um, laughter. Um, You're going to want to finish the list now, aren't you? This yeah. Is, okay. Well, so there's, for, 10 for, things. Forget there's 10 things. Okay. We've got it. We've got so it. this is the yeah. kind of words. Yeah. And so around those words, I created a performing arts and a question. So the people watch the show and there are interactions. Eh? People like write uh, the most intimate fragility. There is uh, one, of, one of the words is apology. Okay. Yes. So they write an apology. There are interactions happening during, but the main bit is, okay, when you see caress, you will see a performing arts, a performance like poetry or dancing or singing. Eh? And then um, the background, you see the powerful questions. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and some of these questions uh, have reflective answers. So you answer by yourself. Some of them you write or say. Great. So it really, uh, it connects, because uh, I think that's the real issue. It connects uh, the leader being with the human being inside. Great. What language is that being English. produced in? In English. Great. English, English. Fantastic. So that's, a, that's, a, that's also a problem, you know. I, I hired an, an acting coach. So yeah. I, became an, I had to become an actor. So yeah, I hired an acting coach. Uh, I didn't hire an English teacher. <laughs> <laughs> but probably is the next step. <laughs> so are you, are you in the show? You, yes, what yes. Role, what, role, what role do you have? I'm the host. Like I am, yeah. you know, I come, I come out, uh, I don't know how to say, I come on stage. Yeah. Yes. I come on stage from time to time and uh, maybe I say a little quick story from my personal story, but sure. they are instrumental to just uh, open up the subject and, uh, and the people then thinking about their own individual ones. Right. Uh, so I'm the host. I'm, yeah, right. Do you have a dance coach? No, I, I don't no. dance. Oh, <laughs> come on, come on. No, no but, but I tell you one thing, okay? I have two passions. Okay, The first one is helicopter skiing 
So, you know, the helicopter taking you up the mountain and yes. then skiing down. And the second one is DJing, music, dance music. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So there is a show and then the client, the corporation, whatever, can decide if they want to have an after show, uh, which is a party where I do the DJ of this party. Right. Right. So, so I don't dance, but I DJ. <laughs> this is fantastic. That's great. Well, I really appreciate you sharing what you have done uh, today. I, I guess as we come towards the close of our conversation, I, I'm conscious there's so much we probably could have talked about, but we haven't done. What, what's on your mind that you'd like to share that we haven't spoken enough about? I'm trying to think about something that is not too far and that is close enough uh, for uh, the people to touch it yes. and to see it, you know, because saying in everything there is a positive side. Uh, I understand that uh, mm, might not be, it might be difficult for some people to see. And the one thing is follow your dreams, follow your dreams. Follow, just follow, you know, I'm not saying you're going to go and you're going to get there. Follow your dreams and then take it from there. You see what happens. It's good counsel. Good counsel. Um, do I need to know what my dreams are? Uh, I don't know. Uh, you dream, you dreamed about having a fantastic pasta tonight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I love that. Follow your dreams, Gerardo. I like that. And, uh, and I'm glad that you're bringing your dreams into realization, into reality. Uh, clearly this show concept, as an example, you have, that must've been a form of a dream somewhere in your mind and you're creating it. I think that's cool. I like that you're taking action to make it a reality and that's inspiring to me. Um, and I look forward to watching it one day. I, I don't know. Hopefully, <laughs> well, I'm sure, I'm sure one day it will come to London and, uh, uh, for sure. If, if, when this will happen, Where? I will let you know, I will let you know, and uh, <laughs> you will be my, you know, my private guest on the backstage. Please. I'm, I'm going to make you dance. <laughs> dance or sing, you know. Oh, sing. I'm happy to sing. Dance. Ah, no, perfect. No, perfect. I can sing, but not dance. <laughs> yeah. Oh, brilliant. Well, I, I've really enjoyed this conversation, Gerardo, and, and it's been more than I hoped. And uh, I'm grateful for the opportunity to meet you and, and have this insight into your life and how you're supporting leaders to connect more deeply with those uh with their dreams and and realizing that and i i sign up to this sense of doing the hard work on the inner self to really be successful in the outer the outer self but it's it is it does require a lot of discipline and and um it's a it's a fun journey it's a fun journey but i, I think it does go on go on maybe a lot of time you know but there no, is no no you carry there on is you carry a, on. no uh, you know, I'm just uh, thinking one thing before I said that, you know, this inner stuff, do it as quick as possible. Just after in university, the reason is very simple. When you I've done it when I was uh, 45. Okay. I was lucky enough 
as I said, that I, I reached financial success, etc. So I was lucky enough that I was able to do it, to say, okay, this is finished, and yes. now I want to go in the empty space and see and find out, okay? I had the money, I had this, I had, I had everything to be able to do that, okay? A lot of people, if they do need to transition, uh, you know, they don't have this um, freedom, okay? Yes. Somebody at university has it. Yes. Okay, so that's also one important thing to consider, okay? When you are at university, you have that freedom to allow yourself the necessary space to do that inner work. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'd, and I, I love working with young adults talking about this and, and helping them to craft it as best they can. And I love working on my own in my own space on this as well. I, thankfully I had a mentor when I was 18 who took me through an exercise of establishing my values. And that has been something I've then revisited and crafted again throughout the years. But when I was 18 years old, he was able to, um, yeah, help direct some of that thinking, which I really appreciate. And, and I appreciate even more now than I did then. I, I, yeah. I knew it was valuable then, but I didn't realize it was quite as valuable. And I was lost from a career perspective for some time, but I think I was well anchored from a life perspective at a fairly young age. So it's an interesting, probably um, uh, opposite journey, <laughs> maybe to the one you had, where I wasn't very clear on my career for, for many times. It wasn't particularly successful. It was okay. It was, wasn't, wasn't particularly successful for a period. Um, but hey, it was a gift and I learned a huge amount from it in that process. It was a good thing that I had that uh, those challenges. Um, anyway, I, you've got me all reflective. And I, and I appreciate that. Thank you so much, uh, Gerardo, for, sure. for what you've shared with us today. And I wish you the very best of success in the, the implementation of the show that you have visualized and you're creating, but also your wider work with leaders and helping leaders young and old to uh, be excellent and to be authentic and to pursue their purpose. So thank you so much. My real pleasure, Simon. Our after dinner leadership conversation is finished. Our guest has left and you're still here. Now, of course, you're very welcome. I'm glad that you found the conversation to be engaging. There's a few things that I'd like to ask you to do before you do leave. The first one of those is if you can stop and think about somebody who you think would enjoy this conversation, a friend, a colleague, perhaps an aspiring leader. The second thing is to stop and hit subscribe or follow. And then the third thing is to start doing something. Perhaps there's a little idea or a concept that we've been discussing today that you think you could apply even a little bit tomorrow, tonight, and to put it into action. I encourage you to use this as a catalyst to do something, do something different, do something more interesting, do something more exciting. And thank you so much for joining us and please, Tune in again for another After Dinner Leadership Conversation. You can leave now. I need to go and do the dishes.